0: Hi, I'm Terrell Turner, the host of the Law & Finance Show, and today we have another great guest on. Now, one of the interesting things about finding and talking to lawyers who practice protecting small businesses is that, you know, a lot of times as they say, they've been trained very well on how to do that. But what is interesting is when it comes down to, hey, in law school, did they teach you how to run your own business as a law firm? becomes a very interesting story. So I'm excited to talk to our guest today who has a lot of experience of helping serve small business owners. And we're going to talk about his journey as a small business owner himself. So stay tuned. So without further ado, let me bring my guest, Matthew. Welcome to the show.
1: Good afternoon, Terrell. How are you doing? That's a uh, great intro you have, by the way.
0: Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. I will say I can't take credit for that. I would say it was my wife's idea. Um, so I'm just the, I guess you say the benefactor of her great work. All
1: right. Well, it looks like you guys do a lot and have a lot of fun. So,
0: yeah, we, we you know, we, we try, we try. <laughs> so great to have you on the show um you know one of the interesting things that you know i talk to a lot of lawyers um because like in our accounting firm we work with a lot of law firms but also in some of the other podcasts that we do we talk to a lot of business owners and and there's there's so much about you know business law that they don't know that they need the protection or they don't know what is at risk so i'm very interested to talk to you about that but before we do can you share a little bit about, you know, like what was your background? How did you get into, you know, picking this as your niche for where you want your firm to focus?
1: Sure. You know, I started off, you know, obviously I went to college, went to law school. When I started out, I started working for a couple of small firms and then I worked for two large Amlaw 100 law firms. And then, you know, I represented like a lot of big businesses, a lot of, bank, a lot of banks, a lot of firms. Um, You know, conglomerates. And then, you know, like my dad has a small business himself. He's retired now. One of the things I could never do when I was at a big firm was focus on helping like small and medium sized businesses because I was just focused on helping huge businesses. So when I had the opportunity to go out on my own and form my own law firm, which is about seven years now, it's hard to believe it's been that long. One of the things I wanted to do was focus on helping small and medium-sized businesses, particularly here in South Florida. So that's what my focus has been, and that's what I've been doing since I started about seven years ago.
0: Nice, nice. Well, congratulations on making seven years. I mean, seven years as a small business owner yourself, that's quite the accomplishment.
1: Yes, thank you. It's been an interesting seven years.
0: You know, one of the things that I'm curious, you know, as you just mentioned, and and, and like I said, my background is accounting. And, and I, I will say is going through the education program of just undergrad, graduate school. It always felt like they were preparing us to do accounting for, you know, your big businesses. They didn't really prepare. It didn't really feel like they were preparing us to serve small businesses. Now, of course, the some of this stuff is transferable, but it seemed like a lot of the curriculum was geared toward people were going to leave school and go into, you know, big accounting firms. I guess, was it that, was it that way in law school for you?
1: Well, you know, it's interesting because in law school, much of what I learned was theoretical and inapplicable to reality. So, you know you learn it's you know there's like a famous scene in my cousin vinnie where he talks about he's talking to his cousin he's talking about what he knows and what he doesn't know about the law and what he's learned and what he hasn't learned and they're like well he's like well vin didn't they teach you that in law school and then vinnie says what they taught him in law school they tell him about interpretation and stuff like that and it's true because law school doesn't teach you to be like okay you're an attorney You know, this small business needs your help to draft a document. Why don't you go help them? That's not how things work. It's like, in theory, what is a contract? Is there an agreement? Is there a promise between the parties? You know, and that's kind of what the motif is of what you learn, at least in the beginning part of law school. You learn about drafting stuff a little later on, but you still don't get, like, real-world instruction on how to, like, actually go help someone and then, in actually going to help someone, go help like a real world person or a real world business. You don't represent like necessarily every time, you know, Coca Cola or Disney. You represent like a guy who owns his own business, or you represent, you know, a they talk to you in law school, um, um, and it's something that really really isn't the focus of um, businesses or focus on small businesses but it's something you kind of you know learn as you go as a law as an attorney or a law firm that focuses on helping small businesses
0: gotcha. now i guess with your journey i mean i will say your journey is, is doesn't follow i guess it's a prescriptive of went to law school jumped in the big law Did that for a few. I mean, you you work with a couple of smaller law firms as well. Um, Were there some very big differences you saw between working with the smaller law firms to the 100 plus attorney law firms?
1: Yeah. I mean, with the smaller law firms, I had a lot more responsibility and a lot more client interaction and a lot more like firsthand experience stuff. And then working with larger law firms, it's a lot more hands off. And a lot more theoretical kind of stuff and a lot more behind the scenes support of the people who actually have the interaction either with the clients or the people who actually go to court and do stuff. So it's more the larger firms more like a background role and like a backup role to, you know, like a finite number of people. It's kind of it's a it's very different. Mm
0: i guess at the smaller firm like that since you're probably a little closer to the front line of you know what's going on do you feel like that prepared you well for you know being a business owner yourself
1: yes i mean being able you know being the tip of the spear being the one who ultimately does the or the arguing or deals with the client or deals with the opposing counsel or deals with the court, yeah, it helped me prepare for where I am now, particularly in, you know, interacting with my own clients and doing things on my own client's behalf.
0: Gotcha. Now, one of the things that I also find to be interesting when talking to different firm owners is kind of that transition period where you go from, you know, working in a law firm and practicing law to then comes down to running your own law firm to where now there's probably like a whole list of responsibilities and tasks that you now have to keep in mind that you probably didn't when you were working for someone else's firm so how did that transition go for you
1: that was a uh that was a uh pick it up as it goes kind of transition because you know you work for someone magically every two weeks your uh money shows up in your bank account and uh whether you know whether you're there and it just shows up and it's great and in order for you to get paid our function is your own business it doesn't work like that you have to do everything yourself so you know there's a lot of um programs like i know the florida bar puts on a lot of programs with their um, in, with their um, legal fuel program that tells you like so you want to open up your own law firm or so you want to do whatever and then obviously I was able to get a lot of information a lot of help particularly from one of the people I used to work for at the small firms but a lot of it is you figure it out as you go kind of thing because you can't really prepare for it so I mean from figuring out what kind of business I have as far as it's a, you know, I figured it's an S corporation. Like I have to figure that out. I have to figure out like I'm a full-time employee, so I have to pay myself and I have a W-2 and, you know, I have to figure out what IRS form 2056T is, which I didn't know about when I was in a big firm and all the things that go with it, along with, you know, getting your, Malpractice insurance, getting your health insurance, figuring out how to rent an office, figuring out how to do like your internet, your telecom, how to have, you know, either employees or virtual employees and staff. And then, you know, for like legal research, having Westlaw, like Westlaw, when you work at a paper, it's free, if you just sign up and it's on there and magically you get it, but now you have to pay for it at your own law firm. So you got to figure out which plan is good for you. So there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of help out there. There's a lot of online resources. Like I said, the bar helps. There's obviously people you can go to, but no matter how much you practice or how much you learn or whatever, it's still a, you know, learn as you go process for some of the stuff because no matter how diligent you are, there's some things that you just can't plan for or something you just can't, you know, that you got to learn the hard way. So there's a lot of things that go, particularly with like, advertising and seo and stuff like that i mean it's a lot of hit or miss figure it out as you go kind of stuff
0: mm-hmm. gotcha now you know that one is an interesting one i mean when you get into to, to marketing advertising it's like every business owner that i've talked to no matter what type of business it's just um before starting their business you know marketing advertising was like a simple it was like simple math it was like you do this plus this and it equals this then when they start doing it and they're like um yeah this is a lot more complex than i thought <laughs> so yeah. i guess as you kind of figured out the you know or i guess as you're figuring out kind of with your marketing plan um were you surprised of kind of like some of the nuances of like trying to get the message out about you know the way you can help your clients
1: yeah i mean obviously it's been a as much as i don't want it to be it really is like a uh wait and see kind of process and a learn and see kind of process of what works and what doesn't work because what works for me may not work for someone else and what works for someone else you know may not work for me and you know another guy who does exactly what i do in a different city can do something completely different and it works for him and it doesn't work so it's a lot of um, trial by error kind of thing, which, you know, it's your own money. So it's kind of, you know, you want to make as few uh, trials and errors as possible. But it's just interesting to figure out once you finally figure out what works and what doesn't work. I mean, it takes a while. I know it did for me. I know it's still a changing, ever-changing process of how I do things of like networking or advertising and social media and stuff like that, I'm always tweaking, figuring out what works and what doesn't work. So it's always a constantly evolving process. But to get to the point where I am now versus where I started out, when I started out, you know, I was just like, oh, print media, that sounds great. You know, uh, you know, now that that sounds great. Sure. Why not? It works for, you know, whoever. Ooh. And to get to the point where I finally see what, is working and what isn't working i mean it's been a pretty long process and unfortunately it's been a lot of trial and error so i mean my advice for someone starting out is there's no one solution that's going to work for you or not work for you because it's totally as much as you hope it's objective it's totally subjective based on where you are or what you do who you are who your target demographics is who your target businesses are so it's you know it's a lot of patience and it's a lot of wait and see and it's a lot of trial and error Mm
0: -hmm. you know and i i think that's probably some of the best i guess you'd say sobering honest advice that I've, i've heard someone give around the marketing because they're i think now people feel inundated with all of these marketing campaigns of like oh we have the the perfect system for you and it's just like i was talking with one of my clients the law firm in north carolina and we were talking about this marketing plan they invested in they were like you know what you know it's not doing all the stuff that like that it was initially advertised and he was like but we're just kind of working through those kinks of figuring out like what's the right you know formula what's the right mix what's the right approach that's gonna work for us and i'm like you know people who tend to have that mindset i'm like you know what those people, are, I think, are, are are on probably the right path, because like you said, it's not an exact science. Now, one of the things yeah, I'm curious about... I mean, about, obviously, if you're... Oh, go
1: ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, if you're, you know, like your client, you were talking about it, obviously, if they've made like a big time or money commitment to something, they got to you have to as much as it may not be working as much as you want initially i mean that's the kind of thing where you gotta see it through for a little while before you abandon ship and go someplace else Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. now one of the things i'm curious about is you know for for yourself i know you you know you talked about a little bit about you know wanting to you know work with you know help the small business owners kind of navigate things kind of like when you and you miss that Or that opportunity when you were at a bigger law firm, because that just wasn't the, that's just not the model that bigger law firms have. So as you decided to leave and start your own, um, you know, what made you really, you know, fully embrace? Because when I look at your website, like you fully embrace like, hey, we're helping small business owners. You know, what gave you the comfort of really settling on like, hey, that's our niche. We're going to make a name for ourselves as these are the people we help.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I like, like I said, my dad owned, he's retired now, he owned a small business. And when you see like what goes into owning your own small business and what it takes to run or whatever, I, as an attorney, you know, I'd hope that one of my mantras is I can help people with, you know, what I've learned and done the last 20 plus years. So one of the things I wanted to do was be able to bring... A level of sophistication and service to small and medium-sized businesses that ordinarily they're not catered to because they're considered for whatever reason too small for like a large sophisticated law firm to handle. So that's why I was like, you know, I can provide the same level of service as I did when I worked, you know, down the street doing whatever as I do working for me, but I can do it for, you know, a business that has like like five or 10 employees, as opposed to a business that has like 500 employees. And the business that has five to 10 employees deserves legal representation and deserves to be able to have an attorney that they can count on and do whatever. So that's why my focus is on helping small and medium-sized businesses. I mean, I still represent some large businesses, but... You know, my focus is the small and medium-sized business Because obviously, you know, it's like a cliche. People who work for themselves or have small businesses then work for large businesses and conglomerates, and they need legal representation too. And quite frankly, they need, you know, knowledgeable and adequate and sophisticated legal representation that a lot of the times doesn't shoot for that demographic, which is what I'm shooting for.
0: Awesome. That that is amazing to hear because I you know I I hear the same thing. And I think even as I talk to like other accountants, um, as as they're giving advice to business owners, um, or even if it's you know a service-based business and they're looking for someone to serve, as a lot of them are trying to target, hey, only the large businesses. They're like they can pay more, and they're like, I know the small businesses need the need the help and the support. So I mean, it is great to hear, like I said, what you're doing and the fact that you figured out how to do it in a profitable way. That's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah. I mean, small businesses, you know, they've got money to pay you too. Which, <laughs> just, you know, just because they don't have a thousand employees doesn't mean they're, you know, ready to assist. So, hmm.
0: Awesome, awesome. So when it comes down to, you know, working with the clients, um, if people are interested in learning a little bit more about you and the firm, kind of what you guys do, where's a good place for them to find you online?
1: Well, the first place is our website, which is ForneroLegal.com, which has all of our, you know, it tells you all about me and all about what we do and who we help and examples of what we've done and stuff like that. And then you know we have all of our um social media so we're on linkedin we're on facebook we're on youtube we're on twitter we have all that stuff and it's all linked on our homepage. and then um you know like i have my youtube videos that i do you know you have your podcast i have like my two minute youtube videos that i shoot out every uh you know periodically that tell you like a topic that i pick and speak about and, um, you know, you can call me. I love when people call me on the phone, old fashioned. That's 954 324 3651, or my vanity number, which I'm very proud of that I have, which is 888 FLA lawyer. So, very proud I have that. So,
0: <laughs> now that that, that was a, uh, a, a great t- marketing strategy.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, it's yeah, it's a, it's a cool phone number. I'm glad I got it.
0: Awesome. So, now, um, one of the things you mentioned about, like, you know, the YouTube video. So, when people go over to check out, you know, your YouTube videos, you know, in those two-minute videos, what what should they be expecting and looking forward to seeing?
1: Like, I pick, like, a two-minute topic on, like, you know, things that business people encounter involving legal issues. And then I talk about it, like, what business organization you should choose initially when you start up your business the importance of contracts how you know you can't avoid you know you can't not take lawsuits seriously things like that
0: gotcha awesome awesome well before we wrap up one final question that i always love asking every guest that comes on i mean you know there's a lot of great things that you know you know i've discussed and we've talked about and a lot of great experiences that you have so if you were talking to someone and said, hey, I was on the law and finance show with Terrell and hey, you should go back and listen to my, my conversation I had with Terrell. Um, but hey, when you listen to it, hey, here are two really big takeaways that I want you to have from that conversation. What would your two big takeaways be?
1: Uh, two big takeaways that I would tell any small or medium sized business owner is you always got to A, run your business formally. And make sure you always do everything officially. It's not, you know, it's not a hobby. It's your business. So you got to make sure that you have contracts. You got to make sure that you comply with corporate formalities. You got to make sure that you, uh, you know, you have meetings. You record things. You do things properly. So point one would be do things formally. Point two would be don't be afraid to have professionals mm-hmm. assist you. My professionals assist you. People like Terrell, the CPA, all right? You need an accountant. That's the most, I would say beyond anything else, the most important thing a business can have is an accountant. You need an accountant 100%. If you have anything in the budget to do whatever, hire an accountant. Next thing, hire an attorney. If you can't hire an attorney, make sure your accountant kind of steers you towards an attorney, but you have to have professionals who help you in your business and you can't be afraid to rely on those professionals.
0: awesome I, I love it so and, I, I, will too, and oh, I, I will say for those that are listening oh, i would say for those that are listening i did not pay matthew to say um what he said about the accountant
1: <laughs> now it's one anyone who talks to me the first thing i say when i speak to new clients is i'm like who's your accountant because if you don't have an accountant and you're in business you're going to be lost <laughs>
0: Awesome. Well, Matthew, thank you so much for being an amazing guest. It was a pleasure having you on. Um, and, and I guess before you go, can you repeat your website one more time so people can find you?
1: Sure. It's Fornero, just like my last name, F-O-R-N-A-R-O, Legal.com.
0: Awesome. Thanks for coming on. All right. All right. Thank you, Tarot. If you're looking for ideas on how to manage and grow a profitable law firm, this Facebook group is perfect for you because every week we are featuring conversations with successful lawyers and businesses related to law firms on tips, ideas, and technology that are helping many people grow and manage a profitable law firm. So, If you're looking for great tips and ideas, you definitely want to click the link below so you can join the conversation and be part of the Law Firms and Finance Facebook group.